welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us today. We actually have Chef Jennifer Felmley joining us. Ooh, that sounds pretty yummy. <laughs> and not in an appropriate way. This definitely sounds yummy. She's um, a chef who does private events, catered events, and she's recently been more into cannabis infused dinners. Jen, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? Well, I am technically, I guess the term is a personal chef. Um, I go privately into people's homes. I cook small events and dinner parties, and I just create memorable experiences that you don't have to go to a restaurant or some crazy place to get. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. So when did you start doing, um, going from just doing experiences to cannabis experiences? So I would say... When cannabis became recreationally legal in California, I started doing uh, the private dinners. There were a couple of like, when it was medically legal, there were a couple of like little tester events and kind of group things when everyone had a medical card. And that was kind of the safe and easy way to get around some legal legalities. Um, But I would say, goodness, how long ago was it? I think 2005 when it went Uh, recreationally legal in California and it just feels like forever because I've grown up with cannabis my whole life I mean whether it was like something when I was a teenager or in college it just became a part of my business uh, in the last few years and at first it was something that people didn't really know existed and now in the last like year and a half I would say my business is almost 50 50 uh, cannabis infused events and uninfused events so why don't we go back and take a step back because you talked about you've been around cannabis your entire life. Tell us about, I mean, when you say your entire life, most of us are like, you know, since my 20s when I started smoking it, but yours goes back a little bit further, right? Yeah, I'm a born and raised Southern California native. So like the first house I ever lived in was a block off of the ocean um, in a part of San Diego called Pacific Beach. And yeah, it was a lot of leftover hippies and uh, and potheads. And so, you know, my babysitter smoked weed. Um, I hate to out my godfather, but yes, I could smell <laughs> a lingering smell coming from another room before we would have Passover dinner. Um, it was just one of those things that was always around. Like, it was never one of those things that like blatantly was discussed, but it was like, Jen, that's not for you, but adults can have fun. So it was when you were like 14, 15, you were making your first edibles or were you doing that long before then? Uh, Honestly, I I made my first edibles at like 14 or 15. I, so I had a girlfriend of mine whose parents owned like a professional Mexican bakery. Um, And one night, you know, after the bakery shut down, we snuck in, the ovens were still on. We threw a bit of weed into a batch of brownie mix and tossed it into the oven And that was my very first attempt at making a pot brownie. And I have since learned that that was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. (laughs) So did you get high at all off of that experience? 
Honestly, I think we more like choked on the disgustiness of the brownies and like felt like we were high because we wanted to be. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was my first experience with getting high too, where I felt like this is what high people act like, right? And then looking back, I'm like, I would never ever do that ever. I don't know why even high. It also cracks me up because I feel like the stuff that was around when I was like 14 or 15 versus the stuff that I'm around now, like the high is two totally different worlds. Um, I just got a bucket of like homegrown swag that I can use for like props and things of that nature. And uh, my girlfriend and I were taking a bunch of pictures and she works in the cannabis content creation space. And we had smoked a bowl of something like really nice, but we like packed a bowl on the table of this, like what we called our, our prop weed. (laughs) <laughs> and one of us had to like light the bong to get it to smoke. And instantly we're like, oh, I will never do that again. <laughs> oh, just dying from that. <laughs> you know, it's like the stuff that we grew up on. Like, yeah, I'm sure it got us high. But if we thought about it now, if we even smoked a bowl of that stuff, we'd be like, wow, thanks for the Tic Tac. Oh, yeah. I remember um, there was this one bag of probably just swag is what it was called really just the shit at the bottom of the bag uh, mm. but not really good quality either and i remember going this gave you like a headache it was not that great but this was i was probably 18 it's been a hot minute so yeah it's drastically changed in quality so it's probably because you were smoking oregano that's why i was like what is this <laughs> You know, this, it was in Utah, so this, this, this smells like this Italian restaurant. I don't know why, but uh, that explains that's the, the headache. Popped into my head when he said it was just like the shake at the bottom of the bag. I was like, "Yep, someone sold you some dried oregano." Right, oh, that would have been really bad. Luckily, but, that wasn't my first experience buying it, so I had actually seen quality stuff before that. That was just bad. <laughs> and it kind of makes me laugh because I feel like I was prepared for California weed because when I went to college, like as much as I went to a culinary school, we were also located near a very high end Ivy League school that had a horticultural program. Basically, they were selling weed in mason jars, like glass jars before, you know, I, uh, before it was legal. And so, you know, they wanted to preserve the terpenes and keep all the keef and keep all the nugs together. And I was like, you mean it doesn't come in a plastic bag or like rolled up in some plastic wrap? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. some like high, high, high fine dining. Yeah, it's just like, oh, make sure the pinky's up when you when you smoke this weed. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were Ivy League kids. What are they going to do? Sell you it like an old uh, cigarette packet? Like, no, they're going to go out and get you a bougie jar and be like, here, here's your high grade. Yeah, all hand blown. They just, <laughs> here you go, bro. Like what? Yeah, only the quality, man. Recycled, hand-blown glass. Mm-hmm. Locally sourced, of course. So Yeah, with the air bubbles in there just so you know it was handmade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. totally going to be the next thing at Woody Harrelson's uh, dispensary in LA. Oh. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I mean, from early on, you know, we got the brownies and brownies didn't turn out too great. So what started to pull you towards culinary? Or has that always been there? So for me, I, one, I've always been around food my whole life. Like food's always been a passion. And if there's anything that like I can cook or eat, I will. Um, And really for me, what it was is like, I started playing 
with kind of trying out this new world of cannabis, whether it was buying like edibles or topicals or smokables. And then I threw my back out and I, I did some really bad stuff to my back and I really needed, you know, this stuff medicinally. And the best way to get a really high dose of cannabis into your body is generally an edible. You know, it's going to go in there. It's going to linger for a really long time. It's going to give you that full body effect and you don't have to smoke for six hours to get the same effect. And that was really where it started for me was like, I started making um, these homemade edibles at a hash. And then because I'm a chef, I was like, okay, well, it's got to taste good. So I started making burnt orange and hash caramels. And that was kind of like, yeah, the idea of kind of pairing that burnt smoky flavor of hash with kind of like the burnt orange aromas with the caramel sauce. And so that was kind of the first foray. And then as I kind of started playing with it, it became, okay, well, you know, how can I create an experience with this? So I had some friends who let me test out a dinner party on them. And once I did the first one, I was hooked. <laughs> That's awesome. Recently, you've been doing stand-up. Does your cannabis inspire your stand-up comedy routines? Yes, there's actually a bit within my stand-up comedy routine entirely about where I am with cannabis and kind of cannabis in my life. It's really interesting to me that, you know, I did this whole routine the other day and like, you know, that everyone was kind of chill. And then I got into the kind of cannabis part of it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've even been like a contestant on a, on a cooking show called Chop 420. And the entire crowd screamed. And I was like, oh, wow. So it's not just like millennials and like my age and now it's baby. Bo- oh, so it's everybody who smokes weed. Got it. Welcome to California. <laughs> Welcome to everywhere. <laughs> find that so many use cannabis or elevate themselves. Yeah, I was just in Chicago. It was great to see like where cannabis is going out there in the Midwest because it's like, you know, it's legal in Chicago. It's legal in Detroit. And like, I feel like because of that, it's slowly making its way. Like my friend's a a mailman in Indiana. And he's like, yep, I go to Chicago once a week, pick up all my stuff and come home. Oh, that's super funny. I was just reading that um, Kentucky's wanting to open up as well and have cannabis. So I know there's quite a few through the Midwest that are adult use or at least medical. So it makes me very, very happy. It's one of the reasons why I, one of my goals for, well, it was my goal for 2022, but now I think it's got to be get shifted to 2023 is to put uh, put up an online uh, cannabis cooking class where whether you're in a medically or recreational or a non-legal state, you could still take the class. Oh, wow. Like kind of like a, a Udemy type of course, like it can go through, learn the basics and then learn about infusion, all these different things, and then different dishes they could make. Yep. So the, the way that I have it formatted right now is like section one would be how to decarb and how to infuse and just basically how to infuse a couple different types of oil, how to infuse an alcohol. And then from there, it would be kind of a, a 101 on, you know, the things I've learned on throwing a dinner party. So some little tidbits that you should know. And then it would go into a section that would have an entire menu for a dinner party with recipes. Oh, that's cool. Are you doing that with your Thursday like live um, are you still doing your Thursday live Instagram sessions, cooking sessions? I, I had to kind of put them on hold. Uh, life, life did not allow me to go on Instagram every single Thursday, which was a bit of a <laughs> dream, I guess, in the beginning. Um, so now I do, I try to go up 
let's just be honest. I go up when I can to do an Instagram live. I just did one on Monday uh, with a friend of mine in LA. We did some stuff on some um, special mushroom truffles and how to make chocolate truffles using special mushrooms. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to do all of my Instagram IGTV educational stuff that's only on my Instagram channel. I do have a Patreon page that I have been uploading recipes to. And so really the idea is going to be um, to kind of compile all those people together into an email list and send out a direct email that says, hey, I'm beta testing this class. And the first series is going to be how to use an air fryer to make cannabis infusions. And then we're going to kind of slowly make our way through. That's way cool. And that's That's awesome because she's actually focused in like our San Diego, LA area, which we have tons of listeners, but the online courses, the online sessions, you, all of our listeners around the world are able to tune in and check out all of those classes. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I honestly love about what the internet's doing for us is that you know, you no longer have to be that person who's interested in a unique and interesting item just in your area. You know, I have a, a very good friend of mine who currently lives in South Africa, and we've been trying for like two years now for me to get together a dinner in South Africa. It's just the darn freaking plane tickets to get out there like seven grand. Oof, that's really expensive. It's, it's, you know, from California, you have to go pretty much across the entire United States and then mm-hmm. keep on going. You never <laughs> this know. One of the things like it was like, uh, I was looking at it. When was the last time I looked? I think I looked about three months ago. Yeah. And I think the cheapest one I could find before taxes, before you put all your luggage, before all that was somewhere around like 6,200. That's insane. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, That's it nuts. may have gotten cheaper. It may have gotten better. Like I look. I'm one of those people that I definitely smoke weed at night and then look online at things. So (laughs) (laughs) that's where all the good ideas come, man. No, that's okay. So we're doing the infused dinners. I'm really intrigued about this online course. I think that's super. I mean, it's a shame that has to be pushed out. I mean, such is life, but I could see so many people being able to take advantage of that because we get asked that all the time. Like, you know, what, what's your favorite type of edible? What do you, what infused meals do you make? Brandon is way more into it than I am, but I being able to come at the level that you're at, I, I can't help, but feel that you probably have some favorite dishes that you just love to make and, and consume. I'm just one of those people, like one, I have a horrible sweet tooth. So anything that I can make that combines cannabis and sugar makes me really, really happy. Um, but I'm also a really big like flavor profile person. person. Um, so if I can get something that's got like almost like an anise flavor to it or like a citrusy note to it. Um, so I had like, a, what was it called recently? It was from Humboldt Farms or from uh, Moonmade Farms and it was called Orange Valley Sun. Uh, they're an outdoor grow in Humboldt. So that's like super terpy, really fresh flavors. And it had kind of citrus notes. It had these anise notes. And I want to tell you what the actual terpene profiles are, but let's just be honest. Like they all start to sound like I'm speaking Greek and I don't really speak Greek. But I speak food. So they they had very similar like flavor notes, like the lanolin and the other things are just citrus and that kind of thing. So um, I really liked having a really grassy infused olive oil that I took that with. And then I made a 
tomato salad that had tomatoes and peaches and fresh basil, um, a little bit of red onion. And then underneath I had taken some goat cheese that had uh, lavender and fennel. And I put that underneath. Mm. That sounds like quite the combination of flavors. Yeah, explosions. Also, I really <laughs> like doing stuff like, like taking can of butter and putting it underneath the skin of a chicken so that like as the chicken roasts, oh, you just yeah. basically infuse that flavor in, throw like mm. a little bit of rosemary or anything that kind of mimics again those terpene profiles. You're gonna have great flavor and you're very simply infusing your food. Uh, another one that I did for an event was we... Um, I took pancetta and when you cook pancetta, you kind of like slow cook it in a pan. So you pull out all the oil and then you let it crisp. So like, as I slow cooked the pancetta in the pan, I threw in like a little nub of hash. So I kind Mm. of like infused the pancetta grease and pancetta with hash. And then what we did is we took that and we drizzled it over some braised uh, Swiss chard and collard greens. And then to get really fancy, I smoked the whole thing. So each person got an individual container where they could lift the lid and they could literally inhale the smoke, but also smoke their food. Yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. What? That's, so, I mean, just the description alone, every part of it, I'm tasting all of the things that I need to. And just thinking about all those flavors combining that's, that's why you have these types of experiences. I mean, anybody can eat, but very few get to dine. I think that's amazing. I think you need to host like Cannabis School's second birthday party or something. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I'm sounds delicious. In. Anytime I get a chance to cook and cook for people who can enjoy it and get to give them, like, that's the thing. Like, the, the best thing for me to come out of like the whole lockdown that we went through is... I continued to work through a good portion of the last couple of years doing people's birthday parties, people's anniversaries, like any of their special events that they couldn't go out to a restaurant or they couldn't go out and celebrate. I got to go into their house and people just really wanted to do something that they could like enjoy and celebrate and be like super excited for. And so I got to create these amazing experiences for people who really appreciated what I did. And that's what makes my job enjoyable when I can find the people who appreciate me. Of course. Have you ever considered going out of state for an event if someone hosts that? Oh, yeah. If I had the right person for it, most certainly. I'm currently, uh, I have a friend of mine up in Sacramento. I've gone up to her house and done a couple of things for her. But yeah, uh, if if someone needed me to travel anywhere, I'd be perfectly happy to do it. <laughs> That's cool. That's, That's what we like cool. to hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've got some, uh, I'll have to share with this uh, offline, but you know, I really, there's, there's this awesome thing I'm getting involved in, in LA. Um, and it's, it deals with uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and cannabis Ooh. and being able to uh, talk to those. I mean, I'm involved up on a higher level with this, but man, I'll tell you, like, I could see like an after party being completely infused, like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Amazing. And it would be like the quality type of people that need to be consuming this. Cause I I don't know, you know, I'm imagining that this is pretty expensive. Is this expensive, Jen? Honestly, what I tell people is most of my events are customized. And so really what that means is it, your price is going to be determined by the level of service that you want, what you want, how you want it, and how much my labor goes into it. So you can say, you know, you're, you're going to have 
the price of a really nice fine dining meal at a restaurant. And then just add a little on top of that for the cost of like tip and extra service fees and that kind of thing. Like, I don't think that, you know, for some people, a dinner that costs $65 is expensive. For some people, a dinner that costs $300 is expensive. So I guess it really depends on who you are as a person. Um, I would say I, I, I get a, a price range that really runs a gamut, but you're not really going to do anything for under $200. That's insane that it's under 200. I mean, anyway, oh, you're near- not, no, it's not going to go under 200. It's, it's going to be, you're generally with, with what you're getting. And I think $200 to me is, is very reasonable for, for a beautiful dinner where someone comes into your house and creates something incredibly special for you. And that's per plate. Uh, so generally how I break things down is I say, here's your cost for labor and here's your cost for food. And then we divide that by the number of people at your party. What? That's crazy. That's so reasonable. Like you <laughs> must be booked out forever. I am. Let's see. I'm almost fully booked for August and I have a couple of dates in September and then I'm trying to leave town in October. So yeah, I mean, things Going have been really fast. weird recently. Like I, I will be honest with you when when we started 2022, I was fully booked March through April. And then we, we had gas prices go through the roof in California. And we started a, well, someone started a war in another country and Roe v. Wade came up and people started freaking out and things, you know, it's really interesting when you own a business where people celebrate, you start to realize that there's times of year when things get too much for people and they don't want to celebrate. You know, I found like what right after Obama got elected, it was like my business was through the roof. Everyone just wanted to party for as long as they could. And after Trump got elected, nobody wanted to do anything for like six months. What, what's been the feel with Biden? Everybody doesn't know. Yeah, Biden, it's been <laughs> up and down. It's literally been up and down. It's literally like January, February, March, let's party. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like he's got way more stuff than he thought he was going to have to deal with. We got to slow our roll. <laughs> well, you saw yeah. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've seen that strain, I'm sure, the Sleepy Joe strain. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, like, that is, I mean, if you don't have any plans, that's <laughs> the strain to have. Like, it, I li- we saw this killer bag that was out there in, in California. We'll have to send it out to you because it's so funny. But it, it shows made in Russia, China, and the U.S. <laughs> and then it, it says... Uh, so strong you'll forget what country you're in oh <laughs> and, that sounds like heaven and then it has him and he's just kind of looking up and he looks like he's totally lost and it just says it in quotes it goes well i don't even know who i am like that is the perfect description of that strain it will i mean brandon and i had we we did it right before the podcast because we we'd had it before and we recorded this episode and while we were doing it we're like yeah this is totally fine when we stopped recording i'm like all right, we need to get something else because I'm not <laughs> ready to talk. It yeah, was... We had to switch strains like instantly. Yeah. So you will speak like Joe Biden if you smoke Sleepy Joe because it just words will just be word salad. Nothing really makes sense. So if See, you want to be there. For those old school people, I love a good couch lock. Like, please and thank you. Get mm-hmm. me messed up enough that I am stuck in my couch because that that just takes me back. <laughs> I look for those strains. If there's a strain that will slap me in the face, I want it. Yes. It's just like, where are they? Come on, show it to me. But I feel like nothing slaps you in the face like your first couple really good highs. 
I will also say, and this one was really funny. I had, um, I had gotten this joint. It was like something like 40% THC. Like it was something stupid. And I put it away because I was like, okay, that's like, I got to be prepared for that day. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to smoke that for like any old occasion. And then it just kind of like fell to the back of like my weed drawer and I forgot about it. And I was driving up to LA the other day and it had been like at least a year, if not more since I got this joint. And I was driving up to LA and I was like, look, I need a joint for traffic. Like just one, just one joint to get me through LA traffic. Just one. And I lit up and I was fine the entire drive. Like everything was great. Everything was chill. Got to my friend's house and she's like, you just sat through all that traffic. Like, like you need a hit. Like you need, you need a good one. I was like, okay, she packed me a bowl. And within five seconds, I was like, I'm done. Done, done. See you next Tuesday. Um, um, done, done. <laughs> Do you know what strain it was? Honestly, I had gone to a cannabis dinner party and they had like tasting tables and this one woman had like a table with like all the different weed for you to try different samplings of and this one was like her highest grade like highest percentage thc like she was like oh this is going to be for like the end of the night when you get off work and i was like awesome and like i got off work and i'm not gonna lie i took like a quarter of it and rolled it into another joint and had a great night and then like saved the rest of it for another day and when i got in the car and it was fine until I like mixed it with something fresh. And then my body was like, Nope, here's everything. Here's the whole, here's the whole party. Oh, I slept like a dream. Are you kidding me? I was at my friend's house. Her cats were crying all night. Her neighbor's roosters went off at like five in the morning. I was, I'm not joking. The cat was screaming for at least two hours. And I was literally laying in that bed. Like I would tell you to shut up, but I can't physically move. So just keep going. Yeah. I don't even care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was exactly where I was at. I was like, I could be on a futon in some horrible fucking douchebag's house right now. And I was scared. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like Sleepy Joe. Because that mm. is like, it is a kick in the head. I am not a huge fan. I mean, at nighttime, sure. But, you know, my daytime stuff, my, my sativa. And I'll, I'll smoke sativa all day, all night. Brandon knows that I don't even get the headaches anymore. I'm just like, well, I don't even know what that means. Like, oh, no, that was me. This I I I really limit my smoking because I I smoked cigarettes for a really long time, and then I'm pretty sure at the end of 2019 I got some variant of something similar to COVID that like knocked out my lungs. Um, I had to go in and get like steroid inhaler treatments at the hospital, and they thought I had COPD, and it was this whole thing. Um, so I pretty much stopped physically smoking cannabis for almost all of 2021. Huh. I did a month, two months. Remember that, Brandon? Yeah. Uh, and Champion. It, yeah, it was. But I mean, that oh, I mean, when it came back, you're like, OK, this is awesome. But I that, had, that would be scary. I had one night where I vividly remember I looked at a liquor store where I used to buy my cigarettes and I went, okay, I could buy a pack of cigarettes or I could die. That was literally the conversation I had with myself. Like I could breathe or I could buy a pack of cigarettes. I need to pick one. And I chose to breathe. Um, And that really, it just stopped me smoking. So I just now started kind of slowly smoking again. And I save it for like special occasions. Like if I'm going hiking with my friends or I just did like a two day content shoot with a friend of mine who's a cannabis content creator. And like, we smoked the entire time. And like (laughs) they too would like, 
enough sativa in me. Like my head felt like there was like a Russian doll just pounding on my brain. Oh. I was like, oh, I can't take this anymore. That's scary. A Russian doll. Oh, I haven't I had something like, on you know, you see them with like, their boots and they're just pounding away. Like, yes. Like, marching. Oh, yes that was it that's what it felt like so yeah i i'm i'm really now for me it's really like i'll i have i have some concentrate so every now and then i'll take like a low temp dab pen and i'll get like a quick like okay this is like what i need to relieve my high or like you know i'll smoke a bowl here and there but i really consume most of my cannabis like i drink it i have it in like vitamin or, or pill form um, I have it in topicals. I really love the drinks. They're kind of one of my favorite things right now. And then I make a lot of like homemade alcohol tinctures. Mm, those kick in fast. Yeah. Well, that's the worst thing in California is it's illegal to combine alcohol and cannabis. So you can only have it in oil format. You can't do alcohol. So it has to be homemade. Interesting. Man, but- we, you know, I want to call that strain that you had of whatever it was, man, bear pig, because that thing is, that's crazy, right? It's just a bunch of things. I really love, I love the, like the names that people come up with and the fact that like 80% of the names that they come up with is some kind of pop culture reference to Generations X, you know, like, <laughs> like for some reason, like they're not doing like Gen Z references very much. Like they're just like, okay, we're going all in for Gen X. Like, let's just call this like Rambo's third element rifle. Do it. Right. Yeah. Sean Connery's left testicle. Right. The guy, yes. right? It's just like random. Like you just I know. I, I used to make fun of them all the time, right, Brandon? Just like they all sound like serials or Saturday morning cartoons for those who know what Saturday morning cartoons are about. But I mean, seriously, the names, but we should call that they, they need to rename that strain, Man Bear Pig. You're like, you don't know what's gonna happen. You could get high. You could give this up for a year. Who knows? This is a big question. <laughs> There should be a strain, Sean Connery's left testicle. That would be a good one. That'd be a good one. That is when you start your own strain. That's what you're starting. Um, I was going to say, I really like this idea of like the jujitsu and cannabis because I'm really starting to love this. There is kind of a subcategory now of like health and fitness and cannabis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started reading articles about like uh, professional weightlifters who are all in for the idea of smoking as like their pre-workout because it allows like blood vessels to, to open up and they can like lift more, their muscles expand, they can actually be more physically fit. I personally love juicing cannabis leaves. The antioxidant properties in that is like 10 times what you get in wheatgrass. And if you're lucky and you get some sugar leaves, you can actually get a little bit of THC in there as well, which is kind of nice. Oh yeah, especially with those sugar leaves. Those are the best. Love. I have a, like an old school, like centrifugal, not the one that grinds, but the one that spins like your washer or your dryer. And it can get just hot enough that it can activate it just a little bit where you're like, oh, that's a shot in the morning. I really like. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I've found my favorite thing to do is I take uh, cannabis leaves, pineapple and uh, cucumber. And I find that super refreshing. And the pineapple is sweet enough that it kind of masks some of that super grassy chlorophyll flavor of the cannabis leaf. That really does sound tasty. I'd love to mix pineapple. Have you ever smoked a pineapple and mixed that with it? That's what you should do. I have not. I have I have oven roasted a pineapple, but I think, yeah, pineapple smoke is amazing. I You just made me re- remember, I have a friend of mine, she does, uh, she does content for student glass. 
that mm-hmm. has like it's like a gravity bong oh but, yeah like, it like pushes the air out so they have like a cloche big enough that you could like smoke a drink or they have one big enough that you can like smoke a plate and so every time i hang out with her we find something else that we, like we smoked a cocktail in lavender smoke so now i'm like ooh, i want to do some pineapple smoke on something that'd be amazing that would be amazing i want to make sure that we get for our listeners one of the most important questions what's your favorite strain so i this is like asking someone what their favorite child is like, it really depends on my mood. The first um, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, anything really that makes me giggly and bubbly and want to laugh and have fun. And I used to love to do a, a good Skywalker for that. It kind of made me feel uppity and happy and, and giggly and laughy. I've been, again, I haven't smoked. Honestly, I've just started smoking again after like two years. So you're asking about like, what strain did I smoke almost two and a half years ago? Oh, man. So do you not use specific strains when you do your edibles or tinctures or drinks? So um, I do it in a couple of different ways. So with drinks, I can either do well. So I don't use uh, oil based tinctures in any of my cocktails. And I in mocktails, I avoid anything with alcohol. So I will either buy a um, water soluble tincture or I will utilize a cannabis drink that's already made. Uh, yes, when I have a client who is interested in like terpene specific, I will go with different strains, um, which yes, I taste them and I don't always smoke them, but I cook with them. And then sometimes I have other clients where I know that they want um, a very quick feeling to their cannabis. So I will use purely like nano emulsions through the entire meal. So I know that they will get high while I'm there as opposed to wait two and a half hours after I leave. and then see what their experience is when it all kicks in (laughs) yep like that's the thing that's cannabis is so strange and so different there's so many different ways to enjoy an experience with it so uh, every time I speak with a client I'm like are you more of a smokable person are you a long-term edible person are you new to cannabis and edibles like where are you at on the spectrum and what can I do for you yeah so that you can understand the experience they're trying to get yeah this is, this is one of the things that I really like. I like collaboration and I like collaboration amongst chefs. So I love the idea of having like a different chef at each course offering you like a little something different and, a, and each person, like I have one friend of mine, his whole take on, on cannabis cooking is like, how much stoner food can you make? Like, can you deep fry a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and call that dessert? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think it would be really interesting to have kind of an event where you could have a bunch of different cannabis chefs and really, really showcase what can be done. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, I have one girlfriend. All she does is cannabis desserts. I have another girlfriend of mine who's a part of like the Asian Pacific community. So she really does like Asian inspired cannabis cooking. So yeah, there's all kinds. And there's the whole crew of chefs who were on Chop 420 that are doing all kinds of events all over LA. Now, where did that air? Chop 420? On Discovery Plus. Okay, that's cool. Uh, you know what? It's one of those things like it's on my resume. I use it and say it because it's a, it's kind of one of those things that like it's, it's, it seals the deal with a lot of people, but in my head, it was literally my nightmare. It was like the worst experience ever for me. What was so bad about it? Well, one, it was done during lockdown. So you we were, uh, you had to go out to Palm Springs and you were essentially on lockdown in a hotel room. 
So you couldn't talk to anyone. You couldn't see anyone. You could only go on set and off set for three straight days. Uh, every morning they tested you. So at like three or four or five in the morning, some like crew member would show up and literally shove a Q-tip so far up my nose. They made my nose bleed one morning. And then, um, yeah. And then this is all during the time that like hairdressers weren't open, things weren't open. So like as a woman, I couldn't get my hair done. I went out and bought a wig. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I got out there and it just became really clear that they had kind of like a preset determination on like how they wanted the the whole thing to go. So like, as I walked on set, which my, by the way, was a giant open air set because we were in the time of a pandemic. You couldn't be indoors. You couldn't have people close to each other. Um, so we go to walk on set and they go, oh, by the way, uh, you don't need your glasses, right? Yes, I do. They're like, no, you don't. No, they're tinted when the when the sun when the light gets on them. So we're taking your glasses. That's stupid. <laughs> yep. So I couldn't see anything. And it was just one of those things that just completely unnerved me. So there's there was so much about it that like it, I'm really grateful for it now because I feel like it's one of those things that you go through a really bad breakup or a really bad relationship and you come out and you're like, that's all the stuff I never want from a boyfriend again. And I'm like, okay, that's all the stuff I never wanted to see on I do on TV again. Like I'm going to find the thing that works for me. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very similar to the time when I saw a night at the Roxbury in theaters. And uh, it was pretty, <laughs> it was horrifying because when we were there, we we're like, we paid how much for this? And it was when I was in the Navy and literally that whole theater like emptied out. Like people were just leaving within the first like 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, wow. Funny. You yeah. actually chose to go to the theater to see that movie. Well, this was in 98. Yeah. 98, 99. And so, I mean, I was with a bunch of sailors. I was in Seattle and they're like, dude, we got to see the movie. That guy looks funny. And we got to saw. We're like, that movie, that movie sucked. That, oh. Oh, it was, you did kind of seal the deal by saying like it had something to do with the armed forces like that that just yeah as, as someone who grew up in a town that's air force navy and marines like i totally makes sense yeah they're like oh, okay i'll watch it like okay so you, you so smoking's just new for you again from that horrible thing you went through but on the edibles on oils uh and you said topical so that's your favorite way to be able to consume cannabis predominantly been my primary for a really long time so yeah i i jokingly say i don't really smoke weed i just consume a shit ton of it nice so it's always in your system i mean you you get the better effect out of it that's what i think i mean if you want a long slow pull off of that i always consider edibles just to be the go-to on that yeah and that's the thing is like i've i've worked on my feet since I was about like 16 or 17, you know, you get to be over 40, spending eight hours a day on your feet. You're like, okay, what can I do not to feel my feet? Sleepy Joe. Put some, <laughs> of that, put some sleepy Joe on your feet, right? Make a balm out of it. Oh, I love, I really do. I love a good like mentholated cannabis balm for like my feet and my calves. Like it's the greatest. And I, I just put my feet up in the air and let all the blood come back into the rest of my body. Mm, we actually were just given one to try and the owner was saying to put it on your feet and then he like did fishing trawlers he owned like a fleet of them i mean yeah the, the guy has seen some Massive shit and, farmer for right 20 years 
He's like, I think one of the things that people don't really discuss when they talk about topicals is that um, really like it, let's say you have pain in your back that isn't necessarily where you want to put the topical because you want to put topicals wherever your skin is the thinnest. So it absorbs fastest into your bloodstream. So that's going to be like on your wrist, on the tops of your feet, behind your knee. Like you're not going to put it on your saddlebags and hope it makes it through like 40 years of. <laughs> I usually smear mine on my ass cheeks. Cause you know, it's just like, I'm always like, I don't know why, but it's just so much better. I mean, look, someone, some people like a good slip and slide in there in their chonies, but like, I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 oh this is awesome don't love it till you try it right yeah right <laughs> don't knock it well don't love it i mean definitely love it and then to give it a try but yeah i i love this this is so cool jen you are tremendous i love that what you are doing how you're elevating it, and how you're you've you're a part of a community of other chefs within the related fields and they all specialize in different things i mean that is amazing how do people what's going to be the best way for any of our audience to be able to get a hold of you so chef jen with two n's cooks that is all of my social media that is also my website um, so on Instagram is really where I put the bulk of my cannabis content. It's the one place that like does not fully restrict me right now. Um, and then I have my website and you can always email me directly through there. And we'll have those links all down in the show notes below. Uh, thank you again, Jen, for spending this time. This was so awesome. I know that our audience is getting a lot out of this a lot of good laughs, and then really being able to be immersed within the, the cannabis world in a, in a slightly different way. As many new consumers within cannabis always want to go to straight to a vape or an edible is just like a gummy, but man, being able to treat yourself to a, a really intense flavor explosion, if you will, um, in the comfort of their home or at an event, this is pretty cool. And I love how you are on the fly being able to create based upon where you are cooking, you use all those ingredients as well. I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really think what, what I offer for people is this ability to take something that they've either known their whole life or they think they know, like they've gone and they've had an edible or they've gone and they've bought some gummies and they think they know one thing. And I get to show them that, it, that really like there's a whole spectrum of all kinds of interesting ways that you can utilize, enjoy it. And let me tell you, I will say, when you are high, you really enjoy your food. It tastes so much better. It every really time. does. Especially when it's this really nice, delicious experience in front of you. When you have the opportunity to just sit back, relax, be with a group of friends, and, and really like get euphoric and get high and, and just be in that moment, it's very rare. And then you add delicious food on top of it, like... I don't know why everyone isn't doing this every night of the week. I agree. I support that. That's why I have my own cannabis infused olive oil for things because you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, I have a whole section in my kitchen that like I have to warn people of like this is the like I have infused salts. I have infused cocoa powders. I have infused alcohols and oils and butters. And yeah, it's like these are the mm. things that have to be labeled and separated. Your kitchen's probably fantastic. It really, it really truly is. Like it is, a, my, my home is a plethora of food and cannabis. 
I'm just over here dreaming about it. Well, again, thank you, Jen, for joining us. And thank everybody for listening today. Uh, you got comments. You got some questions for Jen. Go ahead and put it in there into the comments section. And uh, Brandon, what do you want to take us out with? Oh, it's been great, Jen. We truly appreciate you joining us. Thank you for sharing a little bit of you with a little bit of us. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, well, everyone. Night, everybody. Have a good one.